Happy Valentine's Day or Singles Awareness Day or whatever you call it. Today, I want to talk about the living nightmare that's been my life over the last couple of weeks when I had the horrible existential crisis come my way where I realized I might secretly be a romance writer and that I've been sabotaging my career this entire time because I've been very adamant that I'm not a romance writer and that my books aren't romance novels but they might actually be romance novels because people keep telling me that they are. And I don't want to be a romance novelist, but apparently I already am. And so I thought as we're dealing with either our relationships or lack thereof today, eh, I, I would share the inside of my brain over the living terror that I've experienced over the fact that I might be a romance writer. On today's episode of Project Shadow. Hello, everybody. How are you doing today? My name is Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy and possibly romance writer C.E. Dorset. And yeah, that's kind of what I want to talk to you about today, because I don't have an answer yet. I actually signed up for Audible Escape because they're doing a free two-month trial if you sign up before today. And this is not sponsored by them. But I don't really read romance novels, and I figured, why not just sign up for that and try out some romance novels and see if they actually look like the fiction that I'm writing. And, <sighs> but before we get into the nightmare of my own existential crisis here, if you haven't already, please do take a moment to rate this podcast on whatever app you're listening to me on. It really does help out a lot. It tells the algorithms to share the podcast with more people. The more people that listen, the bigger the community, the bigger the community, the better the chance we have of actually communicating with each other. And after all, that's why I do this in the first place. All right, so this, this has been one of those things that has slowly been creeping in on me for uh, kind of a decade now. Because, see, I, I feel like I'm doing that Seinfeld episode where everybody thinks Jerry's gay and his constant response is, I'm not gay, not that there's anything wrong with that. Because I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with being a romance writer. I know some romance writers. They're very good people. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm being ridiculous because, you know, writing is writing. And whatever you enjoy writing is what you enjoy writing. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. My, my issue is that the categories that I exist in in my own head don't include... The prospect of being a romance writer. I, I think of myself as somebody who writes Dune, or at the very least, some passable Robert E. Howard wuxia variants that people might actually enjoy reading at some point in their lives. And the, I don't think I don't read romance. I I, I do watch. A, quite a few rom-coms, but it's not something that it is outside of my own understanding of myself and the person that I thought that I was. 
and it's outside of everything that I've ever tried to do in the stories that I tell. And I've gotten into arguments with readers over the years who have categorized my work as romance because I don't see it. It's not romance to me. It's very... The Chain is not a romance novel. It is a supernatural horror. And yes, there is a romantic subplot because, well, it's a postmodern retelling of the story of Cupid and Psyche, but through the lens of being a supernatural horror. And to me, it's not a romance novel, though I am currently reworking it, and that's kind of what sparked this whole thing off. Almost every book that I've ever done has, at some point, by multiple people, been referred to, to me, as a romance novel. From Shine Like Thunder, to the Liquid Sky stories, which I really don't see it there. I can see it kind of in shine. I can see where people are coming from. I, I can understand how someone could read The Chain as a romance novel. Okay. Ma Crucify My Love is kind of a romance novel. I, okay. But is that something that I set out to do? And to me, the more f most fascinating part of this whole, like, and I mean existential crisis, like, it freaked me out. Like, I got those cold shards through my chest when I first, like, that first dawning of realization actually broke through my ego a couple weeks ago. Like, I felt ice shards break out of my heart and my chest and fill me with dread and worry and fear. I actually started shaking in my chair at the very prospect that I, I, I might be a romance writer. And it's not because I think less of romance writers or any particular genre of writers for that. Well, I can't say that because, you know, some of the conservative writers that are out there, I can kind of bundle you up and write you off like people do who buy your books in bulk so that you can appear on the New York Times bestseller list. But, um... <laughs> So, yeah, there are some writers out there I definitely, in, as a class, think less of. Romance writers aren't on that list, and they're mainly out of neglect. Like, it's not that I have a firm opinion about romance novels or romance writing or what it would take to actually write something like that. Because it's not something that I do. Or is it? It's not something that I wanted to do. It's not something I set out to do. And that's kind of the quest that I'm currently on. What makes a romance novel? Because I'm not going to give away which books, but many of the books that I write, they're not together at the end. And maybe because a lot of modern romance has started to include the fling, and so it's not about permanent romance, it's about the love affair that grandfathers my work in, but again, that's not something that I thought about. See, the stories that I write are not love first. And that to me, in my own noggin, in my own brain, was how I defined romance. A romance novel is a book that is primarily interested in the romance between the main characters. So as I want to do, I do research. 
because I love research. I really, really do. And who better than the Romance Writers of America, who subtitle themselves the voice of romance writers, who better to go to to find out what this genre is? So, let the, I'm on their page about the romance genre. The basics. Romance fiction is smart, fresh, and diverse. Well, I'm going to ignore that because I think all good fiction should be smart, fresh, and diverse. So that could really cover anyone. Returning to their page, whether you enjoy contemporary dialogue, historical settings, mystery, thriller, or any number of other themes, there's a romance novel waiting for you. Wait a minute. So you're saying that romance novels can be genred now? I mean, they always kind of were, that there were the thriller romances and the spooky romances and whatnot, but... Oh, my heart is kind of fluttering now. Definition. Okay, they're going to define it. Let's let's get into their definition, shall we? Two basic elements comprise every romance novel. A central love story and an emotionally satisfying and optimistic ending. Aha! I win! I mean, don't I? I mean, the end of the chain isn't exactly optimistic. Neither Shine Like Thunder or Crucify My Love. So, an optimistic ending. I, I don't have one of those. So, I'm safe, right? Oh no, there's more text. Okay, let's continue reading. A central love story. The main plot centers around individuals following in love and struggling to make the relationship work. A writer can include as many subplots as he or she wants, as long as the love story is the main focus of the novel. Well, I mean, okay. Sure, the relationship between Nobu and Jacob is central to the novel, and whether or not they are a couple or not really does matter. Oh, uh-oh. Well, yeah, I mean, Sadia and Akio, they're really... Oh, yeah, their relationship is kind of central to the entire story and how it plays out at the end. Um, well, I mean, yeah, I, in the chain, the, the relationship between Emrys and Nathan is central to the story and all of the other plots kind of revolve around it. So, yeah. Okay. A central love story. Got it. Apparently I do that. But surely, surely I, I don't meet the second criteria at all, right? The second criteria for a love story. An emotionally satisfying and optimistic ending. In a romance, the lover's who risk and struggle for each other and their relationship are rewarded with emotional justice and unconditional love. Um, there, there's a lot that we can do there. See, this is the problem. I can define emotional justice and unconditional love in a lot of different ways. And I... Technically, I guess you could say that most of my books 
The characters do end up in that play. Oh no. Do I write romance novels? Returning to the site. Romance novels may have any tone or style. Oh no. Because I was thinking the dark tone of most of my... Oh. Okay. Be set in any place or time. So my future fiction in past... Oh, that still counts. And have varying le levels of sensuality, ranging from sweet to extremely hot. These settings and distinctions of plot create specific subgenres within romance fiction. Oh, goodness. So, am I a romance writer? Do I want to be a romance writer? Why does it scare me so much that, for the most part, I can kind of apply that definition of a romance novel to the vast majority of my books? I think it's because of my own cultural conditioning. You see, romance novels, especially when I was growing up, that was that little thing on the side. It wasn't literature. And I like to fancy myself as writing literary books. Not necessarily in genre, because that, of course, has its meaning now, but books with heft and meaning and weight and romance novels, they did, well, Pride and Prejudice is basically a romance novel, and, well, I don't know if you'd call Little Women a romance novel, but the, the romance is kind of central to that story. Yeah. See, I think it's my own cultural bias mixed with my own fear of self that has kept me from even entertaining the idea all these years and struggling and fighting against it anytime anybody brought it up to me. No, The Chain isn't a romance novel. It's a, it's a novel with a romantic subplot, even though it takes up the vast majority of the story and is kind of what the whole conclusion to the book is really about. No, it's... it's Yeah. Methinks I do protest too much. Now, I'm not saying that I'm going to become a romance writer or really double down on this. But when I look at the stories that I'm looking at writing, the stories that I have very near and dear to my heart that I'm currently debating over which one is the one I'm going to write next... Oh crap, they're romance stories again. The relationships between the characters really matters. And they could be romance novels if I allowed them to be. And that terrifies me. Because I'm terrified of myself. You see, the more I thought about this, the more I dug into the question of why the potential of being a romance novelist really scares me. Why it really, really scares me isn't so much that I think romance is less, but it forces me to be more public about topics of gender and sexuality than I've ever been. You see, back when I was really questioning my gender, you know, there would be romantic subplots, but, you know, I never really wrote love scenes at all. Because it was awkward for me to think about. Because that brought up questions of gender and sex. 
And now that I'm more confirmed in who I am, what I am, I'm not as afraid of that. And so that's the question now, isn't it? Is that the problem all along? Is that how I've been holding myself back in my career? You see, when I say things like gender and sexuality matter so much more than people give them credit for, no, I'm not just my sexuality, and no, I'm not just my gender. And I completely agree with everybody who says things of that nature. They are so core to our central identity that a lot of our other identities ripple out from there. And the fact that I struggled for so many years to be able to say who and what I am, to realize that while I do have a lot of feminine qualities and I do often identify as a femme person, to the point where I would almost say female, I am mostly non-binary. I enjoy living in that in-between She, her is a great pronoun for me, and I love it. And they, them is a great pronoun for me, and I love it. And if you actually pay attention to the show, there are times when you read, like, the descriptions where I'll say she, and sometimes I'll say they, because it's really about who I am. And yes, I guess that makes me more gender fluid. But I'm learning these things about myself, and I've become comfortable with these things about myself. To the point that when I wrote Crucify My Love, it's the first book that I've written that actually has a sex scene in it. And it's one that I'm particularly proud of. (laughs) But that, more than anything, is why I have fought for years for people to not for people not to see my stories as romances. And I'm not saying that everything that I wrote is a romance, and then I'm going to go back and retroactively change it, because it's not necessarily central. Well, the story in Crucify My Love does primarily deal with romance. The love story is central, and that book itself could be seen as a romance novel in some respects. The series itself isn't. Yes, the relationship between the characters continues to be important throughout the three books, but not in the way. Jacob, at least in the current draft, doesn't appear at all in the second book. Though he might. I might write some scenes of what he's doing, because I realized that I kind of missed him. But... Yeah, they're not romances in that sense. But you know what? The chain kind of, despite all my protestation and all my arguments to the contrary, it kind of really is a romance novel. The romance story is the heart of that book. And despite my many years of protesting that, it's something that I'm going to have to accept. And it's something that I'm going to have to think about in working on other books in that series and in some of the other series that I'm doing. Because the current sci-fi project that I'm working on, I realize that I can see it from several different angles. And in some of them, (laughs) in one in particular, it could definitely be seen as a romance novel. But I'm finally at a point in my life where I'm not afraid 
of who I am, and I'm not afraid of what I am anymore. And so I can be honest with myself and actually figure out if that's something that I want to do, if that's something that I want to be. Is that something I get to add? Are some of my books romance novels and other books not? And that's tantalizing. And it thrills me in a way that I never expected. And it was all because I was afraid to admit who I really am. So if you have any questions about your own identity, find somebody to help you. Work out your issues. Don't wait too long. Don't suffer for too long. Find your answers. Find yourself, and you will find freedom and liberation. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did and you haven't already, please do rate it. It does help out a lot. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear discussed on the show, in the show notes you'll find a link to the voice message system. Keep it short, keep it clean. I would love to hear from you. While you're there, if you happen to have a dollar that you can pass my way, do consider signing up to both, uh, to both, to either my Patreon or to the listener support. As little as a dollar a month really does go a long way to help me do everything that I do. And if you don't have any money right now, or you don't feel like giving, that's perfectly all right. But if you know somebody you think would like anything that I do, do share it with them. That helps out immensely as well. If you'd rather hit me up on social media, I am C.E. Dorset on both Twitter and Instagram, and I'm actually posting to Instagram. Yay! Hopefully I can keep that up. <laughs> I'm learning. And you can find links to everything that I do over at projectshadow.com. So until next time, don't forget to have the fun. Bye.